You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you, raising an autistic child. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now, instead of staying stuck in wishing, hoping, and dreaming it was different? That is the question, and this podcast, along with our Let's Talk Autism newsletter and our private sisterhood, will give you the answers. My name is Shannon Urquiola, and I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. All right, stay with me, and let's get on to this week's episode. Episode 55, Functional Skills and a Functional Curriculum. Well, hello, my friends. I am so glad to have you joining me today. You know, I love Thursdays in our Not Your Average Autism Mom world. So we've got our podcast, and we also um, send you out our Let's Talk Autism newsletter. So make sure you don't miss that today, too. It should be in your inbox. So today's podcast topic is an important yet often misunderstood approach for our kids with autism. I'm going to be talking about functional skills and functional curriculum and give you some insight into how you can put some of these functional goals in either your child's IEP goals in public school, or if you're in a private school, these are things that can be added to their service plan. Or if you're homeschooling, if you're one of our homeschool moms, you can add these into your own curriculum. But first, I want to explain what a functional skill and a functional curriculum is. Because through the years in working with many families, I have discovered that this term means different things to different people. So I want to explain it so that we're all on the same page when I'm talking about this. A functional skill is a skill that a person needs to live independently. A functional curriculum focuses on the life skills the student needs for independent living. But what's important and what I want you to know is that a functional curriculum absolutely can also include functional academics. Because think about it, to be truly independent, they will need to know how to pay for something and receive the appropriate amount of change right? They're going to need to know how to read a menu to be able to order food at a restaurant, as well as knowing, you know, the laws of the land that we are all expected to adhere to. They are not exempt from them. So teaching our children how to function in the world is just as important, if not more important, than teaching academic skills. These functional skills are what they will need to live as independently as possible. Just think about activities of everyday life. These activities include communication, social skills, appropriate behavior, hygiene, safety, transportation, and self-help skills. Life skills actually go hand in hand with development, and these skills can be incorporated into their daily routines no matter where you are on this journey. Functional skills are the skills that are necessary for daily living, and if those things are not done by the individual, 
they will have to be done by someone else. Now, when you are considering functional skills, it is really important to distinguish between skills that are necessary and ones that are helpful. So what do I mean by that? For example, it would be important for them to learn to read signs that will be important in their everyday life, such as enter or exit signs, push or pull, as well as locating public bathrooms and being able to identify men's restroom versus women's restroom. It's important when developing the curriculum and the goals that they are both age and developmentally appropriate. For some students, it might be that they learn to utilize their utensils when eating. For another student, it may be learning to read a bus schedule. It must be individual based on where your child is right now. These functional skills should be practical and helpful in a variety of real-world situations. So functional skills are important because we need to provide our children the knowledge and skills that they need to make progress in life, in their education, and eventually, for some of you, you're preparing them for their work life, right? Every person with autism is different. So the life skills that will be taught and the pace at which they will be taught will vary. Let me begin by talking about daily living skills. So I'm sure that you can all figure out what I'm talking about here. But the easiest way to understand daily living skills is that they are the basic things that we do every day without assistance. You may actually have heard these called ADLs or activities of daily living. Those, these things include taking a bath or shower, oral hygiene, eating, using the bathroom, being able to navigate physically by either walking or utilizing a walker or a wheelchair to get from one place to another. And these are important because it is these skills that help professionals gauge an individual's level of functioning. Now, for those of you with younger kids, this would include things like teaching adaptive skills, such as how to properly brush their teeth, the ability to clean themselves in the shower or bath, getting dressed without struggling to button buttons, tie shoes, zip up zippers, eating with utensils, as well as proper toileting, including wiping and proper hand washing. Another thing, as soon as possible, as early as possible, one of the most important things that every one of our children should learn is their name, address, and phone number of their parent if he or she is able to provide that information. Now, if they're not able to provide that information verbally, here's what I suggest. Make sure that they're, they have a laminated card that has that information on it so that they know if they need help, this is what they present to the person they, they're asking for help. Now, for older kids and teenagers, these are just a few of the things that you may begin to introduce. Food and cooking skills, money and budgeting, understanding time and telling time from a clock, Healthcare skills, 
um, learning basic first aid, transportation safety, including navigational skills, such as how to get directions from here to there and how to get directions in, in case of an emergency, when and how to call 911, as well as stranger danger. These are all things that are important for them in their independent living. The ultimate goal of increasing their independence with daily living skills focuses on decreasing the frequency and intensity of the prompts so that they are performing these activities with the least amount of support as possible. Now, some examples would be um, things that you could do, grocery shopping with your child, teaching them how and why to sort groceries, right? What's cold, what's not, what goes in the refrigerator versus what goes in the pantry. Have them help with laundry, teaching them how to separate the clothes and why. For us, we started really focusing with Jordan helping us in the kitchen with dinner a few years ago. Now, in the beginning, he started with reading the recipe getting out all of the ingredients, as well as getting out all of the appropriate measuring spoons and measuring cups. And, you know, now he's completely involved and he can pretty much cook the entire dinner with us overseeing. Now, he still would much rather just show up to eat than be involved, but he knows that if he wants to eat, he has to be part of the preparation and he likes to eat. So he shows up. But there are so many things within your house where you can be incorporating these daily living skills. Now, let's talk about self-awareness, right? Being more aware of themselves and their surroundings. That means paying attention to their own belongings, right? Keeping an eye on their things, making sure they're not losing them. They start to rely on their own judgment, they're becoming aware of their hygiene and appearance. That's all part of gaining self-awareness. And unfortunately, all of us will not experience this because some of our children just will not gain that self-awareness. This includes recognizing when they're hungry, when they're hot or cold, or even if they're getting irritated and they know what to do or who to go to when this happens. This also means recognizing personal space when interacting with their peers or others in the community, right? We need to teach them personal space, not getting too close to somebody when you're talking to them because it makes them uncomfortable. As our kids improve their awareness of themselves and the world around them, they are learning to recognize specific challenges. They sometimes learn to recognize their own triggers for their dysregulation, and they can ask for help when they need it. This is also part of self-advocacy, right? They're learning what they need in specific situations and know who to go to specifically to ask for what they need in a way in which they're understood. Look, communication is a big one for us. Any of us who have children with autism, communication is some sort of a deficit in one way or another. So it's important that our children learn basic communication skills with both people they know as well as strangers that they don't know. This is functional communication and conversation skills. 
proper greetings and introductions, as well as how to start, how to maintain, and how to end a conversation. I have seen these goals on hundreds of IEPs. So if your child struggles in the area of communication, you should definitely be working on this and have these goals on their IEP or service plan or as part of your homeschool curriculum. Being able to interact with and get along with people is an essential life skill. You know, there are some skills that living independently requires that are considered academic. Even if they don't lead to, you know, the completion of a diploma or further education. But think about this. Functional math skills would be, like I talked about earlier, telling time, counting, using money, measurement, and even balancing a checkbook. Knowing how much money you have to how much money you spend. Depending on your child's level of functioning and what they're going to need to do in the future, these things are important. Functional reading skills would be recognizing symbols in the community, like I talked about, knowing if it's for a man or a woman in the restroom, reading signs like stop um, or danger, right? Those are all important things that they need to be able to recognize. Safety is always a big concern for most of us, especially as our children become more independent. It is important that we teach community safety skills, which include pedestrian safety. And again, ensuring that they are familiar with identifying signs that they may likely encounter. All right. A couple of things I want to talk about um, before I end this episode. First, as with anything we are teaching, it is important that we allow opportunities for them to practice the new skill. Now, you might also find that using visual supports like charts and checklists can be a great way to provide support when working on functional skills, right? Break down the skill into a checklist. To master a new skill, they must practice in real life settings, right? I mean, you can certainly read a menu at home. You can have them practice ordering what they want. You can teach them money skills at home um, so they understand. But being in the restaurant, ordering for themselves, actually buying something at the store, giving the money and expecting the change, that would be ideal. That is what you definitely want to focus on is giving them the opportunity to use these skills in the community. Now, lastly, I want you to lean in and listen to this part. Many students with autism have learned to wait for prompting and therefore they sometimes become what is known as prompt dependent. It is critically important that you are aware of this and always work toward breaking that prompt dependency to build independence. And I'll just share a quick funny story that specifically speaks to this. So most of you know that Jordan always had a one-on-one para. And I remember in middle school, he had a very nice, uh, you know, middle-aged guy whose name I cannot remember, but Anyways, one day I was at school and we must have had an IEP meeting or something and we were walking through the school and I noticed Jordan would get to a door and just stop. 
and wait for Mr. Para to open the door. And then he would walk in. I literally remember watching it once and thinking, okay, maybe this is just me. So I waited and sure enough, the next door, he did the same thing. He just stood there and waited for him to open the door. Uh, no, we will not be doing that. He can absolutely open his own door. And in the meantime, I'm trying to teach him how to open the door and hold it for the people behind him, right? Um, so needless to say, I made sure that from that point forward, everyone knew that he was very capable of doing things for himself. But see, he had become dependent on that because Mr. Para had probably done it once and Jordan, just being Jordan, was like, okay, great. I don't have to do it because he's just like that. So maybe your child is like that too. But if you've listened to me for any amount of time, you already know I have been super guilty of doing too much for him throughout this journey. So I am very passionate about encouraging the moms I work with to not do what I did. If you think you might be guilty, definitely go back and listen to episode 20 where I talk about independent living skills. And if you're doing too much, you might uh, really relate to that episode. So, all right, my friends, that is all for today. I wish you all a wonderful week ahead and um, think about functional skills and goals that you can add, that you can start working on with them. Um, for our members, I do have several resources on this available in the uh, portal. So there's several checklists and uh, different things on this specifically that you can find inside the member portal. So, all right, until we meet back here again next week, have a fantastic week. And remember, you mama are doing amazing at this mom thing. Hey, so if you are loving what you are learning on the podcast, you really should check out our private membership. Our Not Your Average Autism Mom community is where we dive deeper into all of the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you can get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day when you learn to manage your mind. You will have access to all of our training and resources that you will need along your autism parenting journey. And you will develop relationships with other moms just like you, all raising a child with autism. It is my absolute favorite place to be. So head on over to the website at www.notyouraverageautismmom.com to get all the details. And please, if we're not open right now for new members, we only open a couple times a year. Be sure to join the wait list so that you'll be the first to know when we're going to open. I hope you do. I would love to work with you inside.